welcome to uh, the Mission Hills podcast. I wanted to jump on the feed today and uh, talk about a conversation that we had uh, during liturgy yesterday about what does it look like for our culture to um, develop or uh, potentially talk about uh, initiations. We, we were talking yesterday uh, during church and realized that we didn't really have any binding uh, initiation rituals, any any sort of binding uh, narratives, uh, moments in life where we could mark um, positive transformation. And we definitely didn't have any in our gathering where um, those moments were uh, connecting at any point in, in each other's lives. And we talked a little bit about things like marriage or uh, getting a driver's license and having that freedom to kind of get away from your parents and really what that does to kind of distinguish you as um, a young adult and, and that being a transformative experience. And maybe you've, you've had an experience where that was um, really powerful to you. But we've also noticed that most of our understanding and our notions around initiation rites are mostly negative. Like we associate them with creepy cults. I'm from Waco, David Koresh. We all know what that's about. So we think about uh, cults or we think about sororities and fraternities and hazing, or if you've ever been a part of some kind of club that involves some sort of like petty hazing so that you become a part of the group, that's kind of what we associate initiations as. They're not really positive moments of transformation, and they're definitely different for all of us. So there's nothing that we can, uh, as a community, look back on life um, or each of our lives and say, remember when we did that? That was really um, transformative for all of us. No, we really don't have anything like that. In this Luke text, there's this uh, call from Jesus to 70 or 72 disciples to go out into the, into the world, into this region, and to have a transformative experience that it's really, um, there's like a pressurized, um, concentrated amount of time in which Jesus calls them into this radical vulnerability where he tells them to, you know, not bring a wallet, don't bring a bag, don't bring any sandals, don't greet anybody along the way. And he goes, I'm sending you out really vulnerable. You're going to be like lambs among wolves. There's this level of vulnerability um, for maybe a group that was already fairly vulnerable to then even become more vulnerable, to send them out um, into a world that he's clearly saying is going to be really different than the kind of radical love, vulnerability, et cetera, that they're going to be experiencing today. And I think if we're, if we're honest or if we kind of take a, a step back and look at our world today, that uh, if we're trying to think about how do we, be, how do we, how are we as uh, followers of Jesus to be in the world in 2019, especially with the decline of uh, Christianity and institutionalized religion, how are we to understand the way we embody and and live out our lives in a world that can seem like um, we are lambs amongst wolves? Right? We see the the. The devastation we see, the um, trauma, the injustice all across our world. Um, our own government in the United States is separating uh, kids from their families, um, putting kids in, in in cages in just uh, abhorrent, devastating, uh, traumatic conditions. And we can kind of feel like, especially people that are involved in 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 trying to um, be lights in the world against injustice and and to participate in the good work of all these kinds of things, it can feel. Overwhelming, And I think all of us have kind of uh, know that. And, and Jesus sends out these followers in this short kind of strange text um, 
to do something similar, to have an experience. Henry Nouwen used to say you can't um, think your way into a new way of living. You have to live your way into a new way of thinking. I think that's what Jesus is doing here with um, the way that he's calling his disciples to um, go out into the world for a concentrated period of time, to be extremely vulnerable beyond minimalism, uh, to have nothing, to really rely on the hospitality of others, and to go out and preach um, the gospel, the good news of peace, grace, um, well-being, healing. He tells them to go out and to heal. Um, the core of Jesus' narrative in Luke's gospel is freedom from oppression, to recover the sight of the blind, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, to, to enact jubilee, to erase the debts, to whatever is enslaving people um, in systems of oppression in the kingdom, in the uh, Roman Empire, to establish a different kind of kingdom. Jesus would call this the kingdom of God. So he sends out these disciples to do this in the world, to be healing presences, a healing presence in the world. And he says, you know, go out and tell them uh, the kingdom of God has come to you. And he says, if they don't accept that, um, then just uh, just uh, dust off your feet and move on. And this is like an acknowledgement uh, today. I think there's a lot of wisdom in um, people today that are still trying, that are still compelled by this way of Jesus, this Jesus movement to be in the world, that um, this way of bringing peace, healing, love, justice, mercy into the world will face resistance. You will feel like uh, a lamb amongst wolves. But when that peace isn't received, dust off your sandals and, and move along. You know, it's almost like don't take it um, too seriously. This work of love, justice, um, it will always face resistance. So there's this sort of stability, this wisdom of stability here, where Jesus recognizes and teaches his followers, hey, if, the, if you find resistance in these communities, if they're not accepting to this love, peace, justice, etc., uh, dust off your sandals and move along. So that's like piece number one. It's a lot of wisdom, I think, for people that are trying to figure out how to embody the way of Jesus in uh, 2019, maybe in the U.S. or in Western culture. The part two that is kind of interesting beyond the sort of wisdom of knowing that you will face resistance, is Jesus to say, then maybe go out in the streets and say, you know, as a complaint against you, I'm going to brush my sandals off, but know this, the kingdom of God has come to you. Which this, to me, is a demonstration, right? Go out in the streets and say, hey, you didn't recognize it, but God was here. I'm going to dust off my sandals in your presence, and I'm going to move along. Uh, what a... Uh, what a vision for uh, a peaceful protest. And maybe it's not always necessary. Maybe in certain instances, um, we have to have the wisdom of stability to say, well, our work here is not really landing. I'm going to dust my feet off and I'm going to move along. But Jesus also in part two here gives them a vision for what it looks like in certain instances to say, uh, this work of peace, healing, justice, I get that it's not accepted, but just know this, God was here. All right, I'm going to dust off my feet in your presence, and I'm going to move along. Um, it's a vision for what it looks like to be someone who is living out the way of Jesus in the world that is um, very starkly uh, resistant or not accepting. That there's this contrast between the kingdom that um, Jesus hopes to establish with this way of being and with his followers and with us, and the world in which we find ourselves that is full of, of oppression, that is full of injustice, that is full of people that are not interested. I hear um, my little robot vacuum coming around the corner here. Um, that is full of this um, resistance to the good news, right? Some of this language around kingdom of God, good news, gospel, um, is just, uh, it's just first century language for how we are to understand 
um, our work in the world and its being resisted. Um, that what good initiations do... Oh, here comes the robot. What good initiations do is they, um, they create conditions in which we can live our way into a new way of thinking. And what Christianity in the U.S. has um, been really good at is trying to think our way into a new way of living. And I think we've seen the fruit of that at this point. We know that, um, you know, a thousand Bible studies isn't actually going to do what we want it to do. We're trying to, we've been trying to think our way into a new way of living instead of living our way into a new way of thinking. So those are just some, some thoughts and reflections from yesterday's conversation at Mission Hills. I hope everybody has a great week, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.